What's up, sports fans? We're here today talking about the top 25 college football power rankings. And, of course, this is by Sports uh, Illustrated and a lot of the uh, media outlets pretty much are going along with the same thing. Uh, the coaches poll or the AP poll may vary a little bit differently, but for the most part, it's generally all the same. Uh, now, when the season starts and, you know, first two or three weeks get in, and things will shift around. But as of right now, this is how it's looking, and this is pretty much how they think it's going to go. Uh, we're going to do the top 25. We'll do, like, 25 to 16 or something like that, or maybe 25 to 15 or 25 to 12. Who knows? You know what I mean? It just depends uh, on how much time we have. But I don't want to keep you all too long. That way I don't bore you with this being the first podcast. I actually want you to come back. So let's go ahead and get started. At number 25, we have uh, South Carolina. It's pretty good school. Last year, I think they had about eight or nine wins, and they really didn't show too much pizzazz or anything like that. They do bring back that quarterback. I think the kid's name is like Bentley or something like that. I don't have the actual information on hand right here. Uh, I'm just going off of a list that literally just showing me the top 25. I probably should have looked into something else uh, that has some information. But he is bringing back... Uh, the dude who broke his leg, what's his name? Uh, Debo Samuel. And they running back doesn't look like he's going to have a drop off. Uh, and they're going to, uh, from what it looked like, I think they're going to be doing it by committee if I remember everything correctly. But uh, the offense doesn't look like it's going to be dropping off too far. Uh, but that's the hype about the whole thing uh, about their team, uh, but the reality is uh, they got a second place finish in the east of the SEC, uh, Florida and Tennessee look like they might be improving, uh, but I honestly think South Carolina might beat Georgia this year, and y'all can go ahead and make jokes about that, I'm being dead ass serious right now. Uh, but, and also I want to tell you, say real quick, uh, the rankings by, excuse me, the rankings by conference, uh, as far as like how many SEC, uh, big 12, big 10, pack 10 school, uh, independent on all that, uh, the schools they have ranked on this list, SEC, big 10, big 12, all have five schools ranked in the top 25. The ACC has four. The Pac-12 has one, two, three. Uh, Independent, there's an independent. And the ACC and Mountain West divisions also have one school represented in the top 25, which really you don't really hear about too many schools from the Mountain West. Uh, A lot of schools that are on the cusp are LSU, uh, which they're always on the cusp. Les Miles should have retired at that school. Uh, Arizona, Houston, Oregon, Florida, Florida Atlantic, and North Carolina State. Uh, I like the Gators. Hopefully they turn it around this year. Uh, Who knows? Florida Atlantic always has a 
a sleeper squad that people just look at and they're like, oh, I don't know about that school. And then next thing you know, they blowing out all of the teams that you do like to watch. So be on the lookout for them. The next school that we have here is Texas. Hook them. Texas got somewhat of a little bit of hype. Uh, they lost four games by five points or less last year. Uh, and they think they might make a leap under this new coach, uh, Tom Herman, I think is what his name is. I haven't – believe me, I I was a Charlie Strong fan. I felt like he was going to turn it around for us here in Texas. I felt like maybe he could rival or compete with the other schools that were coming into Texas and taking all of our athletes out of here. I mean, you know, Texans, we proud as hell about shit. So we don't want nobody coming in here taking our schools going – taking our – kids going to Oklahoma and all of it. Oh, don't get me started. But yeah, as yeah, as you can tell, I'm a true Texan. Don't like OU at all. Uh, but they're going to have hell playing OU this year. So hope they got under that. I hope they get that under control. Now, the crazy thing about Texas and being so hype, and I will be the first Texas person or Texas Longhorn fan to tell you this, we haven't won uh, 10 games in a season in almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. That's ridiculous. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of stuff. Uh, no, no, a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, a lot of political stuff and a lot of stuff. Uh, student athletes that don't get a look from uh, UT, University of Texas, just because they got their nose up in the air and everybody's always like, oh, we'll, we'll do it recording or recording. Uh, we'll do that recruiting through the smaller end schools and we'll be okay. No, it's not. We need all of our main athletes to stay here in Texas and in 10 years when they move the NFL to flag football, we can have all of our Texas people stay home. That's, of course, just my personal feelings towards that whole thing. I do like violent football games, though. It's something about watching somebody get their damn bell rung. Uh, but moving on here, uh, we got, oh, I'm sorry. I went blank there for a second. Uh, going back to Texas, they are bringing back Sam Ellinger, uh, and Shane, and uh, Shane Bukley. I, I don't, I seen him play a couple times last year, but on my work schedule, I didn't really get to catch too many games, but I am a Texas fan. Number 23, we have West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia got picked by a lot of different people uh, during this offseason. And Will Greer, uh, the quarterback, might be the first pick in the 2019 draft. Uh him and what's the guy name? Uh, the receiver David Stills, the fifth, I think his name is. They pretty much proved to be uh, formidable. Uh, it sounds like they fighting dragons or something. But yeah, they were pretty pretty damn good uh, throughout the year. Now, I will say that 
uh, Greer has some tendencies to get hurt pretty easily. Uh, he broke his middle finger on his throwing hand last year. Uh, so that kind of set them back a bit. Uh, but for the most part, I think they will be okay. Uh, Greer does need to stay, stay healthy for that to happen. Uh, but, again, this is just my opinion about how I feel things would be going or will go for them. Uh, I think we'll go to 20, and then I'll give you a rundown of those five schools and what I think their win-loss will be. Uh, number 22, Boise State, the big blue field. Uh, the days of Boise State of being like this school where people don't really know what the hell is going on with it. Why is the field blue? These guys suck. You know, they run 500 trick plays. Doesn't really surprise anybody anymore because that's what we expect from Boise State. You know what I mean? Uh, they bring him back to quarterback uh, and they won the conference last year and their conference, I should say. They won the conference, and they'll be pretty much about the same thing this year. I don't see them making the playoffs, uh, honestly. But this will be probably the best team that they've had in a while. Uh, they do play Oklahoma State and Troy on the road this year. So if y'all are Boise State fans or OSU fans and you want to check them out, go to Oklahoma State and watch Oklahoma State beat up on them. Uh, the Broncos will be in good shape this year uh, to lock up a sixth berth. Assuming that they are going to six teams for this playoff, I personally don't think there'll be a lock. It could happen because of the division or the, the conference, I should say. Uh, but I don't see it happening. I see them winning or losing too many games for that to happen. And I think there'll be a lot of other teams that will prove themselves throughout the year to be uh, extremely a uh, better place to be in the playoffs. Uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and move on to number 21. Number 21 is Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State has a high, high, high velocity offense. And what I mean by that is they throw in the damn ball. Left, right, down the middle of the field. Hell, the quarterback might even be a, coming out the backfield catching passes from the running back or one of the receivers. You never know what's going on with them. Uh, I like their play calling. I don't like the state uh, of Oklahoma. So, yeah, that's just me being a Texan. Uh, ignore that. Uh, they haven't won 10 games either, just like Texas in a while. Uh, but they might do it this year. Uh, they trying to go to a bowl, uh, which not saying a lot. There's so many damn bowls this, these years that you could go one and or four and fucking 12 and then end up in a Tostitas poinsettia bowl, poinsettia bowl or whatever. You know what I mean? Just... Too much, too much going on with the bowls and all of that. I think it should just probably be go back to four bowls in the national championship game or the playoffs in the national championship. Uh, 
it's too much advertisement in sports and you know what I mean? You watch more advertisement than you're actually watching uh, a football game, which shouldn't be that way. And we're going to round it up right here and go back and talk about these schools again. Uh, number 20, which would be the last school that we talk about on this podcast, uh, is UCF, University of Central Florida. Uh they came off an undefeated season. They won a Peach Bowl and had a claim to the national title. Uh, they were talked about being put in there. Uh, they have an inside track on uh, being able to make the playoffs this year, which I could see it happening for them, more so than anybody else that I've spoken about it on this list so far. Uh, but I, still, a lot of stuff has to go wrong for them to be thrown into there. They have former college quarterback Josh Heupel and a Heisman candidate. Uh, what's his name? Uh, they were talking about him a few days ago. Mackenzie Milton. That's who it is. Uh, it says they could win 30 games in a row. I don't see that happening. That's like... I don't know how many games they won so far in a row, but I know last year they won, went undefeated. It's just too much to go 30 games, and you know what I mean? They might actually jump conferences or something like that. So now with the conferences, or excuse me, with the playoff uh, format being moved from four to six, this is going to, of course, generate more money for the NCAA uh, college football uh, for pretty much everybody involved. Uh, the long crew, the long crews till hell, you name it. Goodyear is going to make a hell of a lot of money. Uh, I know personally, I've seen the Goodyear blimp last season three times over here in the DFW. So expect to see a lot of advertisements going on with college football and it's normal you want to add two more teams well you're going to get 50 more uh sponsors throwing their product in your face during those football games it's just kind of the whole give and take thing uh but here are the teams again we got at number 25 south carolina 24 texas 23 west virginia 22, Boise State, uh, 21, Oklahoma State, and 20, University of Central Florida. I don't see any one of those teams making the top six. Uh, And again, I haven't looked at the rest of the list. I'll probably look at it here in a second and get that second podcast out. Just let me know how, how this one went and if uh you have any any <laughs> any rebuttals or anything I guess would be the words that I'm looking for for any of the schools that I did talk about or anything like that go ahead and put that out on my Facebook Facebook William Mohair uh or you can just pretty much go to Beast Mode TV and follow the page and Soon, I haven't decided yet, but either I'm going to create a page for my podcast or I'll just be 
automatically uploading them to the uh, Facebook page that I have from uh, when I was personal training. I shut the page down and really didn't mess with it too much. It, you can go there. It's Beast Mode TV. It's a black and white uh, profile picture of a guy. It says Beast Mode. It looks like he's lifting weights and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, haven't used it in a while and really need to post some content to it. Uh, there's stuff about exercise, education, and stuff like that. Uh, and entertainment. Uh, I posted friends, concerts, and uh, dietary plans and all kinds of stuff on there. But that's another thing. I'm not going to talk about that page too much or talk about that too much right now. Uh, but go ahead. Tell me what you think about the podcast and share it. Tell a friend, join, subscribe, whatever you got to do. And I'll see y'all in a few. Peace. What's up, everybody? We are back and this is the top 25 countdown for the college football year 2018 that we are doing today. I want to thank all of y'all who listened to the first uh, little segment of this and appreciate y'all coming back to hear the rest of it. Uh, I did have a co-host that was on here with me earlier and he, I don't know, somehow we lost connection. But nonetheless, we'll go ahead and get started with this. And we left off at uh, the... 20, number 20 team, which was uh, UCF, uh, and now we're moving on to number 19, which is the University of Central California, the USC Trojans. Uh, USC Trojans, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I never really watched too many games of theirs. Any, I, I don't personally like the Pac, uh, Pac-12 conference Uh the only good schools or decent school that they have out of there, in my personal opinion, is Washington and Oregon. And it looked like that USC won't be playing any of those two teams this year. So it's kind of like they set themselves up to run a good schedule, run a good uh, record this year. But I don't see them making it to that top six. So that's ultimately what all these teams are trying to do, set themselves up so they can get to that top six and possibly make a run for the national championship once they get in there. Uh, but who knows? You know what I mean? It's college football. Anything can happen. Uh, but go ahead and moving on. Number 18, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is one of those schools that I – another school that I didn't watch just because – it the ACC football, or at least the division that they're in in that conference, is kind of lackluster. It's not really any hype, you know what I mean, coming out of there. They have some good athletes, and I'll say that, you know what I mean, but the only real schools out of there, which pretty much is the next school that I'm going to be bringing up, uh, is Florida State. And they come in at number 17, uh Florida State actually will be pretty good this year. Uh, they pretty much bring out a whole new offense. Uh, they looking to go towards a, more of a speed option offense, which should be, you know, it's more up-tempo and it's a little bit more exciting than Jimbo Fisher uh, with the stuff, the offense he was doing. And this will just u- help utilize the skill 
players that they have on the roster, which in turn, like I said, as the previous team are trying to put them into the uh, top six. And apparently this year is the year that they're moving it to six. And, of course, you know, this goes all into uh, advertisement and, you know, bringing more money into college football, which they're still not paying these kids. But that's another discussion in its own. Uh, but they uh, – Florida, St- Florida State might shock some people if – this new offensive thing turns around like it's supposed to. And if it works out, uh, I don't know. I, honestly, I thought Florida state, the, the, the play calling was kind of boring. I didn't think they, they probably just needed to get a new offensive coordinator rather than change the whole offense. Uh, but that's Florida state. And we'll go to, we're moving on to number 16, which would bring us to the second, uh, Texas team uh, to be on the list and the second team out of the Big 12, which is TCU. And TCU might end up beating Oklahoma in the, for the Big 12 championship this year. Uh, I don't think it'll happen. I'm not a fan of OU, but OU's been turning the shit up for the Big 12 for the past who knows? I mean, you can look that up. And, and plus, like I said in the previous sec, uh, Texas hasn't won more than 10 games. TCU is probably, in my opinion, the best school out of the uh, best college football team in the state of Texas. And that's no shot at t- uh, Texas Tech and Texas A&M or uh, Texas Southern or any other school in Texas just offensively they can't match up or what's going on out there. Uh, but who knows? Uh, they'll be putting another quarterback out there. Sean Robinson is the quarterback, I think. And I think he played in the Alamo Bowl. And uh, they did win uh, like 10 or 11 games last year. So that is a good thing. They should win about that same thing again this year. 10 or 11 games is what I give them. They may win 12. Who knows? Uh, if they win 12, I'd be surprised. But I give them – uh, a 10 or 11 win season. Moving on to number 15 is uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Joe Moorhead is the is going to be running the offense. Uh, and Mississippi State hasn't really done anything. They had uh, what's his name? They run a quarterback. His, I think Nick Fitzgerald. What does it say? Oh, well, there it is right there. Nick Fitzgerald uh, Looked like he broke his ankle last year or had some sort of horrible injury, and he'll be coming back to uh, lead their offense, which would be a good thing for them. They already have chemistry with him, and I think they liked the way that he was running the the offense and running the ball last year. Uh, But it's going to be kind of like an ugly year for him to be playing with these other schools because they got a road trip to Kansas State, LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss, and they host Florida at home. So that that's a really tough schedule to uh, set yourself up with. Uh, yeah, don't see any big things coming out of 
Mississippi State. Maybe nine wins this year, which would be good for them. You know what I mean? I'm, that's no shot at, no disrespect to them. You're a Mississippi State fan. That's perfectly fine. Eight or nine wins would be good, and you make a decent bowl game this year. Moving on to number 14, Michigan State. Shout out to the Sparties. Uh, Michigan State should be leading the Big Big Ten. Uh, They might be the top team out of the Big Ten this year. Uh, In all honesty, they could win it. Uh, They finished fourth last year, I think, uh, in the Big Ten, and for them, that – it's a failure. They could do a lot better. They could be pushing this year to make uh, some sort of push towards the top of that pack and push themselves into a bowl game. Like I say, all these teams want to make the top six, but making a bowl game is generating so much revenue for your school that it's almost guaranteeing you uh, another year uh, for if you're a head coach, you know what I mean, to make one of these bowl games. So pretty much think about it that way. If you make a bowl game, you at least sign yourself up two more years if you decide to do that. But the next uh, school at number 13 would be, or is, I'm sorry, is Stanford. And Stanford is pretty decent. Like I said earlier, they'll be playing S uh, USC. Uh, at home, Stanford will be at home, so that'll be something good for them, and they'll have that the crowd behind them. Uh, they have a quarterback, KJ Costello. Uh, he pretty much this is supposed to be his year. If he don't, it's, he gonna end up being a bust, and you know, I mean, it might be somebody getting fired at Stanford or asked to step down. You know, Stanford really don't fire people, uh, but that's the thing about them. And this is another Pac-12 school. Uh, and they also will be playing all these other schools that pretty much look like it set them up to enter a bowl game. And I don't, I might be alone in this. I really don't think I am. Uh, I might be in the actual majority for this opinion, but I think it's too many bowl games and they just don't mean anything. You know what I mean? And I probably talked about the, uh, talked about this with my friends and stuff like that, like joking and making stuff fun about what the name of these bowls and stuff like that. But sometimes it too much of something is not a good thing. Uh, But it's just time and time we live in, you know what I mean? But these kids get more limelight with the uh, more bowl games. They get another chance to be seen in a live action game by a pro team. So that's the good thing in that. Uh, but I mean, imagine if something, you know, God forbid that one of these kids get hurt in the game and it was a bowl game and, you know, he don't end up getting drafted because of that injury. It's just one of those things. Uh, but We'll go ahead and move on. We got number 12, Miami. Uh, Miami is, I don't know, they kind of like wishy-washy to me. Uh, This is the third year for their defensive coordinator, Manny Diaz, and pretty much he's got to turn this whole defense around or this is going to be his last year. Uh, They should get – 
double-digit wins, maybe 10 or 11 wins. Uh, they got a favorable, favorable schedule, uh, just like all the other teams this year. The whole list of these schools pretty much have their, their schedule set up for them to win out. That's why, like, if they don't, like the next school that we're going to get to, it just is just it's shocking almost. Uh, you play a team because you know your team should beat them, and then you don't. And sometimes that stuff is just like a slinky going down a staircase. It just keeps on going and going. So, But moving on to the number 11 team is Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame has some really athletic quarterbacks who have really good arms. Uh, and they still have Brian Kelly, who uh, looks like he's got – he doesn't have to worry about his job stability, to be honest with you. This dude – well, we're not going to get into the off-field issues his teams has had, but uh, he does have questions about the quarterback and his offensive line. Really, the O-line has never really been good, uh, but the defense is pretty standard for – they're standard for their uh, for their team. You know, Notre Dame normally has a pretty good defense. Uh, no crazy outstanding athletes – coming out the backfield or nothing like that. Receivers are always good. Uh, but, you know, it's like they got a system set up over there. You Cookie cutter, they all come out the same way, if that makes sense. Uh, moving on to number 10 would be Michigan. Uh, Michigan is another one of those teams, man. They could damn near go undefeated or, you know what I mean, and they could – it could go the exact opposite for him. So, but last year it looked like Jim Harbaugh had his team at twelve and one, and they did win an Orange Bowl. Uh, all these teams pretty much ended up going to a bowl of some sort. Uh, but Jim Harbaugh normally prepares his team really well. I know a lot of people who are fans of Michigan uh, and Michigan State, oddly, uh, but more so Michigan. They. I mean, die hard behind him. And it looked like they're going to give Shea Patterson uh, the go-ahead to take over this year, the calls, or take over the snaps. <coughs> Excuse me. But if he does that, I think it'll help him gain confidence, and ultimately the defense will gain confidence in them too, you know what I mean, and offense, obviously. Uh, and more importantly, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Maybe he'll wear a different pair of khakis. You know, maybe these won't have pleats in them. I always find that weird to watch a dude wear pants. Not watch a dude, but see a dude wear pants with pleats in them and something. It's just really odd. Uh, moving on to the number nine team, which is Oklahoma. And uh, if you're from Texas, we call it Zero U. But Oklahoma has a dual threat in Kyler Murray, who will be taking over at quarterback. And they he's pretty good because he also runs the ball, throws the ball. He's smart, extremely smart. So it's going to make it hard to beat Oklahoma this year. And I, like I said previously, I'm not a fan of OU, but they have a really good team this year. I mean, really good. Baker Mayfield was a damn good quarterback for them as well, and you'll see why this kid was sitting behind Baker Mayfield. I'll say that, and that's 
pretty much how it's going to go uh, for them. Now, they only bring back like six people, though, uh, from the offense. And Mike Stoops is calling the shot still. So as soon as defense can be, they'll average probably close to 40 points this year. Easy. And like I say, the schedule is set up for them to do it. So it'll be a Big 12 showdown between uh, Oklahoma and TCU. Y'all can mark that on your calendars. Uh, that's pretty much a guarantee is what's going to happen. Uh, but moving on from there, because don't want to spend too much time on Oklahoma, uh, Penn State. Uh, Penn State is, I don't know, I feel like they like in that rebuilding stage. Even though they have a good team, you know what I mean? It's still like that whole situation is still looming over them, you know what I mean? And that's kind of creepy. But the football team is uh, pretty good. They look to replace Saquon Barkley uh, with who? I don't know. Maybe they got somebody in mind. It may be a freshman coming in starting, you know what I mean? They never know because Saquon Barkley took like 40% of the snaps last year. So he he was like the workload for him, and I think he'll be doing the same thing in New York. They don't want to have Eli throwing the ball too much. Uh, But moving on from Penn State, we'll have number seven, Auburn. Auburn might actually – Auburn will make – I think Auburn can make a top six position this year, and that's being 100% honest. Uh, They have a really good offense. They got a pretty decent defense. Their coaching is pretty steady, and uh, they haven't gotten a 10-win season in the last five years. Uh, But these people are on the cusp of blowing up – not blowing up, but breaking out and having a really good year. And uh, number six – Leading into number six, I should say, is Washington. Uh, Washington, another one of those Pac-12 schools. Uh, I don't see it, you know what I mean? But, again, I don't watch every single college football game. I just remember stuff off the top of my head, and I'm just going off of that. So, I don't have anything good good or bad to say about Washington. So, we'll move on to number five at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I think it's just the line, literally. Wisconsin is – they have man-eaters pretty much is what I call them. They swallowing defenses or offensive line for the opposing team, and they run the ball really well every every year. The quarterback is decent at best, but he doesn't just go out there and throw away the games to where they – have to uh, have to result to just running the ball 50, 60 times a game. And uh, it looked like this kid, uh, Alex Hornybrook, Hornibrook, 15, it's, it, look, it says so, through 15 interceptions last year. That's, uh, that's one a game, more than one a game, actually. Uh, but maybe he going to get the call again this year. Maybe he not. Uh, but moving on, so we're not keeping y'all, I'm not dragging this thing out, is number four, Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State 
probably is honestly my pick to win it all this year. Uh, I don't think Alabama going to win it. I don't think uh, Wisconsin going to win it. I don't think any of these other teams are going to win it. I think it's going to be Ohio State. Uh, uh, Ohio. No, I said Ohio. Uh, But Urban Meyer might be back before the season starts. And even if he's not, uh, the staff he has set up should be easily – adapt to take control of the situation and make sure that everything runs just like if Urban was their coach and again, was their coach and not again, but that's Ohio State. That's how they do things, or at least that's how Urban Meyer's programs are. Urban Meyer is probably one of the top college football coaches of all time. I'm not going to say he's the coach, but I would put him probably top five. Urban Meyer is the top five college football coach. Regardless of any uh, drama he got going on around his life, all all of them have some sort of drama going on around him. Joe Paterno is a top ten uh, Hall of Fame coach, but he's got all kind of crazy stuff going on with him. Uh, moving on from that, though, we got number three Georgia. Uh, Georgia has a very good incoming recruiting class, and they have five stars at multiple positions all over the field. So they're just going to be flying. This might be actually the SEC's best team. Uh, yeah, right now I think Georgia will beat all the rest of these teams uh, in their division, in their conference, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, easily. I think they'll win that. It'll be them and Alabama maybe in the championship, but I think Georgia will come out on top of that. And they always have a really good defense, uh, always. They got animals flying all around the field, so it make it hard for offenses to get going against them, which helps the uh, – once the defense on that team gets going, you can't really do anything but sit back and watch uh, and hope they make – a mistake so you can get back into the game moving on from georgia we'll go with number two uh clemson clemson is probably going to end up winning the acc in total i don't think they'll make a top six spot also for uh the playoffs i don't think they're gonna win it uh but i do think they're gonna scare a lot of teams and they're gonna make a good run at it it'll come down to the wire between uh a spot between Clemson and Ohio State will end up playing each other. Uh, And I think that's when Ohio State would win and lead into the team that I am thinking it might win uh, against. The number one team for the 2018 college football season is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama lost 12 people in the draft. Nick Saban still has a high recruiting class. Them and uh, Georgia have the, I think the, from what I remember correctly, they have the one and number two recruiting classes coming in. Nick Saban don't ever really miss on kids coming in there. You know what I mean? He got so many that he just denying them. And those kids are going to other schools. You know what I mean? So uh, that's a luxury. You know what I mean? You consistently the number one AP poll selection every year before the season starts, and sometimes you finish that way. You're going to get your selection of the people that you want going in. 
and they got a lot of con- con- uh, quarterback controversy going on right now with Jalen Ramsey and uh, Tua Mialovic. I don't know how to say his name. The Hawaiian dude. Uh, they saying the freshman, well, he's a sophomore now, should be starting or will be starting once the season gets rolling. And I personally think Jalen Ramsey should be starting. I mean, this dude is, what, a senior? He's going to be a senior this year. He did make some mistakes last year. But you think about this dude's record. I think he's only lost like maybe three or four games in his college career. Maybe more than that. But uh, I, don't, I think the number of his losses are around there. And they always win 10-plus games every year that he's been playing quarterback. So I don't see any reason to switch it up. They went to the national championship last year with him. And that's when they changed it up because Nick Saban got a little shaky about how he was looking in the first half, and then they just pulled him and had the other guy come in. Uh, but I think it was all shock value. Teams have got a little bit of footage on how he plays and on his tendencies against uh, certain blitzes and certain looks, so they're going to be kind of prepared for him now, and he won't be able to take uh, take advantage of that whole defense is just playing man up and hoping he doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, But that is it. It is the top team in the top 25 college football 2018 season. And go ahead and we'll give you a rundown of those teams real again. Number one was Alabama. Number two was Clemson. Number three was Georgia. Four, Ohio State. Five, Wisconsin. Uh, six is Washington, seven Auburn, eight Penn State, seven uh, nine I'm sorry Oklahoma, ten is Michigan, eleven Notre Dame, twelve Miami, thirteen Stanford, and we got fourteen is Michigan, fifteen Mississippi State, sixteen is TCU, seventeen Florida State, uh, eighteen is Virginia Tech, nineteen USC. 20, U.S. UCF, I'm sorry, University of Central Florida, uh, 21, Oklahoma State, 22, Boise State, 23, West Virginia, 24, Texas, hook em. and number 25 is South Carolina. Uh, I appreciate all of y'all for coming back, listening to this. Hopefully, uh, your team plays better. If your team wasn't on this list, then maybe they should play better, and Uh, My team was on the list. Unfortunately, we were number 24. Uh, But other than that, I think we'll be okay this year. Uh, Once again, thank all y'all for listening. Uh, Subscribe and share this podcast. Other than that, y'all have a good day. Peace.